Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and today this is going to be fun. I've got Adam Shibley here with me, aka the PhD, previously heavy dude, and he calls himself that. I'd never call him that because he's a big, strong guy now, and he could probably take me out. But uh, he is the host of the top-ranked fitness podcast, The Million Pound Mission, He reached a point in his life where he weighed 327 pounds, was already having weight-related health issues in his late 20s, and he decided to completely overhaul his lifestyle and his fitness. He ended up losing over 100 pounds um, and then just being totally inspired by what happened and and what he learned. He's taken that transformation and, and used that as a way to uh, carry that out to the world. And so, um, Adam, I'm excited to uh, have you here and uh, have you share some of your wisdom with us today. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. Steve, I'm so excited to be here, brother. It's, uh, it's always an honor that another podcaster asks you to come on and share their platform. So, uh, thank you for that. I'm psyched to be with your unstoppable audience and we are going to really fire it up today, brother. Awesome. Uh, so I, this is a, a particularly, um, relevant topic for me at the moment because um, I'm on a kind of a six-month fitness journey myself and uh, have had a goal. I'm, I'm going to be 50 in about two and a half years, and I have a goal to be in better shape at 50 than I was at 20, and I'm, nice. I think I'm, I'm pretty close to that already. Uh, so, uh, so it's something that I spent a lot of time on, but I got, I got a good friend who uh, went through a similar transformation to you. Uh, dropped about 100 pounds. And he said, I never lost any weight. I just released it. Because when you lose things, you go looking for them. And I'm not looking for it anymore. So yeah, I love it. So tell give us some background beyond uh, just what's in the bio. How'd you get to this stage of your journey? Yeah, the my my body transformation and my business transformation are linked. So it's a one and the same story. And like you said, I found myself, it was about 12 years ago now, where I weighed 327 pounds. I had a ton of debt, depressed. You know, My life was just kind of tanking. I was hitting that rock bottom moment. And I put my, my foot down, decided for things to change. I needed to make some changes. And I started making changes right away. So um, that night I sat down, I, I, I watched a DVD called The Secret and started using the law of attraction. And I put some action behind the attraction. And for the next five years, I went out and knocked out every single goal that I set that night uh, to the point where when I opened my fitness studio, I was only seven days from the date that I had set for myself five years ago, uh, which was pretty darn cool. But along that journey, I lost 100 pounds, and over 100 pounds. And then people started asking me like, what are you doing? Can you help me? And that's when my fitness entrepreneurial mojo started to work a little bit. And I started helping other people. I did uh, a boot camp, you know, boot camps were pretty big, uh, just kind of getting kicked off around 2007, 2008. So I started uh, to rent space from other, like a martial arts studio. I started doing boot camp classes. We had about 13 people. They ended up losing over 300 pounds in eight weeks. And then they said, well, when's the next one? We're bringing friends. And the next one, we had 30 people. And the next one, we had 70 people. And then the next one, we had 100 people. And then these, these 100 person waves kept on coming in. And I had an official space by then. And my community over that five-year time span lost 35,000 pounds. And that's when things just exploded. So it started as me wanting to get healthy and then helping a few other people get healthy. And now we're on that million-pound mission where I'm podcasting every week, trying to inspire 
actually and actually tracking a million pounds of results. We're at just under fifty five thousand pounds right now at the time of, of recording. Uh, so it's uh, it's something I feel really really good about. That's a lot of pounds. It's a lot of pounds. I mean, e- even if if you're working with people that need to lose them in chunks of a hundred at a time, that's a lot of people. Yeah, Mo- most people probably that you work with, I would guess aren't at all at that level. Right. So right. that means you're impacting a ton of lives. And that, that I, I love to hear when businesses have figured out a way to really kind of crystallize and clearly communicate the impact that you're going after. Um, you know, you can visualize that. I love the way you describe it. It's awesome. Thank you. So it, it can't have been, it, 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 there's no way it was all like roses. Like you, uh, I mean, the way you described it, you made the decision, you watched The Secret, and boom, five years later, magically, everything was was uh, achieved. Um, it probably didn't work like that, did it? Right, right. No, it, 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 it was not like that at all, Steve. <laughs> there were lots of bumps in the road, for sure. So, uh, I, and I think this is, uh, we haven't had anybody on who's talked about this kind of a, a physical transformation in, in addition to a business transformation. Um, I, I actually think the physical transformation is much more difficult to do. Uh, how, how did you keep pushing through? How did you stay as, you know, as like we like to say around here, how did you stay unstoppable through all of the days when like, I don't want to work out or I really want to go eat that thing that I shouldn't eat and staying focused on the goals that you had? Yeah, that's a great question, Steve. And, and this is kind of where the magic is. So podcast listeners, listen on up, take notes on this part. The, the you know, I mentioned that I, I sat down, I watched The Secret, I started applying the law of attraction. But what I actually did was I wrote out, one of the things I teach my clients now is this process of creating a lifestyle rehabilitation statement. So it wasn't just affirmations. It was goals with a really strong why behind it. Uh, and I would actually read this statement out loud every morning and every night and it had to be present tense. It had to be positive. It had to have energy behind it. I had to read it out loud and no exceptions. And I actually, that was the thing that got me through all the tough times because when I would read it, I wouldn't read, oh, I hope to lose a hundred pounds. It was, I've lost a hundred pounds. Today's date is July 12th, 2012. I've lost a hundred pounds. I feel amazing and energized and confident because I'm free from the old me. And now I can go out and accomplish anything. So I, I put you know, that energy behind the statement. And I did that every morning and every night. The morning was like, it's kind of like I was standing in a, in a dark hallway and there were doors of opportunity, both personal and professional opening and closing, but I just couldn't see it because I was trapped in that negative mindset. So my statement, when I'd read it in the morning, it was like flipping the light switch on and I could see open doors of opportunity throughout the day. I knew what I was trying to focus on each day. Then at night, it was accountability. And I would say, all right, did I move the needle at least one percentage point in one of these directions today? And if not, I had to do something. I had to you know, meal prep or I had to send an email or read 15 minutes in a business book or some sort of learnings, a blog, anything. But I had to move the needle every single day. And then I would allow myself to lay my head on my pillow and be like, all right. So the other question I'd ask myself at the end of the day was, you know, did I show up for these goals? Did I show up and do something for these goals? There were no days off. Even if it was just that tiny domino that we flick over, that's all I needed to do to be satisfied with that day and then start that, that chain reaction of momentum. So 
it, it's to me that's fascinating. I mean, it almost sounds too easy um, <laughs> because you know, and, and that's advice that that it's out there. I mean, that I think folks listening may have come across it before, but I think what's different in what you just described to us is not that you had the statement and not that you read it at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, but the way that you used it. So uh, particularly, I, I love the way you opened it up and said, well, this is sort of the intention I'm setting for my day today in the morning. And I think equally important is the way you use it for accountability at, at the end to say, well, this, this was my intention. And did I fulfill that? And if not, there's an action that's going to happen yep. before I go to bed. To, to me, that that that's like the genius right there. We could probably just hang up right now. We're done. <laughs> that was the one thing everybody needed. Um, what got you to the point of, of, of realizing that? Because I think a lot of people have heard the advice of, well, you have to write your goals down. You have to read them every day. You know, where did you get to that next level? I just think that it was a concoction of just the environment I had created in my life when, when I hit that rock bottom moment. Like I knew that things weren't going the way that I wanted them to go. And I saw a quote, there was like an inspirational video that talked about, you have to be the hero of your own movie. And I was like, damn, that's exactly, I can't, I can't be in victim mode. I can't be in victim mindset. And I'm reading a new book right now where they talk about if we see ourselves as victims, then we're also dependent on someone else to come and save us. So whether it's business, whether it's weight loss, we have to take ownership over our, our circumstances in our life, the choices that have, we've been dealt, the choices that we're making, the reactions we're having to situations. And then we have to be the hero of our own situation and say, you know what? I got this. That next decision, I'm going to win it. And then we start winning one decision at a time. And that's when the momentum builds that is when you truly feel unstoppable, just like you promote on the show all the time. Like that's when you get your know, momentum is, is the key for me. And when we know we have good momentum, we stoke the fire. And then if we have some bad momentum going, that's when that accountability factor comes in and we say, okay, what am I going to do about this? I'm not going to wait for someone else to come and save me. What can I do about this? And that's super important. Yeah. And I, it, it, language is, is key. You know, it's so easy to slip into using words that that really do give you that sort of victim mentality. And I think it's really prevalent today just because of the way society is and, and media is. It's it's almost glamorized to be a victim of something. And um, and there are true victims of things, certainly. You know, there are horrible things that happen in the world and and people are victimized. But by and large, most of us aren't victims of anything other than what we do to ourselves. Um, and what, what I'm getting from listening to you is that you're very intentional about the words that you use around the things that you're trying to achieve so that you keep the accountability on you and you stay out of the, this, this temptation to say, well, I'm just a victim here. I don't have any power over this. I don't have any control over this. Yeah, 100%. Uh, whether it's business or, or weight loss or whatever, it's like people go into that victim mode just from work. Like, oh, my boss is a jerk or I'm, I have to work so much. And it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do about it? What's the next decision that we have to make to, to push that little domino over and start that chain reaction? And yeah, it's, it's something I'm just unwilling 
to let myself go into to victim mode or, or, you know, we all get sad. We all have emotional, you know, emotion swings and things like that. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, you know, feeling sorry for ourselves when there's really just no point in that. And that's just kind of a, a weak decision that, that doesn't need to happen. So the level of focus, the level of implementation, and I don't run from accountability. Like I love having coaches. I love having mentors. Uh, I love having, you know, groups that I'm accountable to. And I feel like that's something that a lot of business people and again, people on that, that transformation journey, we fear judgment. We see accountability and judgment as the same thing. And it's, it's not like accountability is support. It's, it's coaching, it's mentorship. And it's just somebody that knows a little bit more than you do that can help you along the way. And that's, that's something that nobody should fear. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I've learned, I'll tell you, I've, I've probably been more aware of it through this, this fitness journey. Uh, is one of the reasons that I think for anybody in business, to the extent that you can take yourself through a physical challenge, you learn a lot about yourself that, that then translates into how you build your business. Um, one of the things that I've learned, so six months ago, my wife and I went and, and we hired a, a trainer to work with us both. And I had been sort of off and on uh, with, with fitness for a while. And I was in reasonable shape, but um, I finally decided, look, if I'm going to get to the next level, I, I need to create the conditions that are going to allow me to get there. And part of that is having, uh, having somebody be there that I'm accountable to. Um, because, you know, and I think for all of us, when we've got that kind of outside set of eyes and, and the outside accountability, there's somebody, you know, if it's as simple as somebody who's going to be there, like the, we, we work out at, um, at five o'clock in the morning. So we're up at like four forty-five, which is not an hour that I get up <laughs> normally. Right. And if I didn't have an appointment and somebody waiting, I'd have probably never been at that hour. But that simple, that one simple little decision of bringing a coach in for that thing meant that I haven't missed one in six months. So I, I think for everybody listening, that to, to the extent that as you're looking to try and accomplish anything, listen to your language. I think Adam's given us a really good lesson around that. And, and follow his example of getting a coach in place, getting somebody, whether that's a coach you pay or, uh, you know, an accountability partner, but somebody who's really going to, going to say, look, you said you're going to do this. You didn't do it. And, you know, with most coaches, most of the best coaches that I've ever worked with, they were sort of dispassionate about it. If, if I didn't do it, they didn't like yell and scream at me. I don't know how, I don't know what your experience is, but I, the worst, the, the worst like lashing I could get is for a coach to go, Oh, well, you said you were going to do that and I wonder, you didn't do it. What did you not mean it? You know, and all of a sudden you get this sense of total disappointment from them, <laughs> you know, which is motivating. Um, these are huge lessons and I, I appreciate you coming on today and, and sharing them. I want to take a quick break. We're going to come back with more from Adam and Adam has done a fantastic job of building mission into his business. And we're going to dissect that so that you can learn how you might be able to capitalize on the same thing. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. Welcome back. This is Steve Gordon, and I'm talking with Adam Scheibling. And Adam, you've created a mission around your business that has really propelled it forward. Can you tell us a little bit about, first, how you developed the idea, and then a little bit about what you've learned and the impact that it's had on your business? Yeah, it's something that I feel has really been a game changer for uh, me and my business and my community that I'm building. And it's that it's the sense of that we are in this together. I'm not selling something to you. You are becoming a part of something, you know, and, and, and especially with health and fitness. And you can kind of attest to this is that the people who are at home, you know, doing workout DVDs by themselves and there's no group, there's no accountability, there's no coaching, there's no community, there's no mission, there's no purpose. They quit. Like those are people that, that buy buy all the stuff in January first and January third is collecting dust. So the idea of the million pound mission, it, it kind of came from, you know, I had lost my hundred pounds. I helped my hometown lose thirty five thousand pounds, and I started getting hit up by all these people wanting me to franchise the concept. Like this is unique. It's different. You approach mindset a lot differently with weight loss. Let's franchise it. And I've just never been the the type of person that's like, hey, I want to be in charge of a whole bunch of people and have a whole bunch of business responsibilities. I, I, I am like a minimalist to a T. Like, I love to keep things super, super simple. Uh, I'm always one of my filters that I use, Steve, is is this cool or is this effective or third tier effective and cool? That's what I go for. <laughs> you know, so you know, a lot of people are like franchising. That sounds cool. That'd be an ego boost. I'm like, eh, not not effective and cool for me. Uh, and that's a no. So I launched this million pound mission podcasting. had just started coming out. I'm like, okay, this is making sense. I'm going to set this big goal and I'm going to create this, this community where I'm going to impact people and they get to be a part of it. So, uh, I created, I didn't create it. I, I I'm useless with web design, but I had somebody develop a piece of my website where if you guys go to millionpoundmission.com, you will see a link to donate your weight loss. And there is no opt-in. I don't need any financial information, no emails, no nothing. You just go, I heard Adam talk with Steve and I implemented something. I did maybe the lifestyle rehabilitation statement. I lost 20 pounds. You go on there, you donate your 20 pounds and you see the ticker go up and all of a sudden the magic happens. You're a part of the mission. And that is just a, a different thing. And I see people going, oh, I'm going to join his Facebook group or ooh, maybe I'm going to join one of his, his paid online communities or I'm just going to listen to every podcast episode and people want to be a part of that because I'm not going, hey, let me sell you this thing for you know, this 90-day program and, and good luck with that. You know, it's, it's be a part of this. I'm going to give you everything I've got and I know that if I accomplish this goal of the million pound mission, the, the financials will take care of themselves. If I help that many people, the financial it won't even be an issue. So that's kind of where the whole mission-based concept uh, started and, and formulated. And we're just, it's on fire right now. People want to be a part of this and it's super exciting. That's so brilliant. I mean, 
if you think about all the different ways that you could generate interest in your business, you know, you've, you've got something. And I love the fact that you've got a way people can come and, and basically log their pounds and donate them to the mission. Yeah. Um, you know, that's almost like the best donation ever. It doesn't cost you anything and you've already lost the weight. Um, and, and you're really just logging it and you're basically coming and saying, I identify with this. And I think for businesses, most of the time, the thing that keeps you stuck as a commodity, because there's lots of trainers around there, right? I mean, before you came up with the million pound mission, that was essentially your, your business. And I, I, I would guess if, you know, Bloomington is anything like Tallahassee, you, you have a hard time throwing a rock and not hitting a, you know, somebody that does fitness training. Exactly. Um, so it's completely commoditized, just like every industry of everybody that's listening to this. But you found a way to elevate that so that not only are you unique, you unique in your community, you're unique in the world. That's powerful. Exactly. Exactly. And I have to admit, I stole the idea from the, like the McDonald's sign where it's like over a billion served or whatever, because at, at our very first studio that I opened, we were across the street from a McDonald's and like, I would see that. So we got a little, like, it was so expensive too. I had to get like the thing where you can change the numbers out and we had to get like city ordinances and all this stuff. But we would like, as we did our 35,000 pounds of weight loss, it was right off the main strip and it was like us versus McDonald's and we've got a, bi a billion served and we, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people would like honk their horn and be like, get them out. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's where that whole concept started. But once we started going global, I'm like, I have to be able to track this because, you know, I really truly want to hit that number of a million pounds and not just be like, you know, it's a fancy name. It's a, it's a unique name. And, you know, hopefully we hit it and maybe we will, maybe we won't. So I see a lot of people doing that. Like I want to help a billion people, but they don't actually track it. And I'm like accountability man. So like, I got to track this thing. And we've probably, we're probably almost double what we actually are, but it's just, it's hard to get people to actually go on the website and log their stuff. So, uh, that's, that's how I, I, I that's the story I'm telling myself anyway, <laughs> but, but it's, uh, it's really cool. It's super cool. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And, uh, the, the irony of, uh, using McDonald's as the inspiration for it is not <laughs> lost. Um, I think that's brilliant. So, uh, you know, what, what I think works so well about this and the lesson I think a lot of people listening can, can take away from it. You got to think creatively. I mean, to come up with this, you've got to look at, at what you're doing and think, how can I create something that people would want to get behind whether or not they did business with me? Um, and, uh, you know, it gives you an opportunity to bring them into your world and create a relationship with them. I would imagine. Yeah. Even things like, it's so easy to get pr brand promotional partners now. And I'll say, okay, um, you know, XYZ brand, if we'll promote you uh, through our Instagram posts or whatever, uh, if you will match uh, a pound for dollar donation. So however many pounds we lose this month and that are donated to Million Pound Mission, you'll, you'll write a check for that, that dollar amount. And just like getting brand partnerships going like that and they're out promoting our stuff for us. Uh, it's like people just want to be a part of it because we're helping people. Uh, it's like feeding hungry children, you know, except we're, you know, you know, kind of the opposite with, with overweight adults or, or taking, you know, taking the pounds off and it's just a positive thing. It's a synergistic thing. And yeah, people definitely, they're, they're ready to get on board. That's amazing. Um, probably saves you a lot of money on advertising too. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, so 
you and I are both um, followers of, of a guy named Dan Sullivan, and and we were talking before the show about this concept that that he um, has written about called unique ability. Um, talk a little bit about what you see as your unique ability and and how it's sort of played into being able to build this business the way that you have. Yeah, I love the concept of unique ability, and both of us being you know, strategic coach guys and followers of Dan, the man and Dan, we trust. Um, <laughs> I think there should be some sort of shirt with in Dan, hashtag and Dan, we trust. Um, but it's, it's just the concept just lit me up when I read about it. So, and the thing that really took it next level was when they're teaching us, okay, your unique ability, it has to be applicable to all areas of your life. So it can't be like, I'm a good negotiator because I negotiate deals at, at work. Well, how does that apply it to home? How does that apply when you're around friends? You know, does that go across the board? So with me, my, my unique ability is across the board. I love to identify a problem area, a danger zone, a sticking point. And then I love to create a solution and a, like a step-by-step process around that solution. And then I love to teach people how to implement that process, and then I let them borrow my energy until they build up their own. That's the thing that I do, whether it's at home, uh, whether it's at, at work, whether it's with online clients, whether it's with friends. Um, you know, I started, you, you've been on my podcast about podcasting called Casting the Pod because I saw a, an issue with podcasters. A lot of, of beginning level podcasters are quitting way too early because they just don't know what the heck to do. And I saw that as an issue. So I am using my unique ability through this new show to show them exactly what they should be doing, bring, bringing veteran podcasters like yourself on there, and we can teach them and help them implement and let them borrow our energy until they build up their own. So I do that across the board, and that's something that also is a nice filter. Am I using my unique ability right now, or is this something that I should be delegating to someone else? And that's an area that a lot of business owners, you know, they say that like, good is the enemy of great. Well, I say great is the enemy of unique, and you know, I'm great at personal training and doing like group fitness classes and things like that, but it's not my unique ability. You know, so I, I'm this year I'm, I'm exiting all of those tasks uh, just to focus on unique ability skills and, and actions. So um, it's, it's a great filter as well. Yeah. It's um, it, it took me a little while to really understand what my unique ability was or is. Um, and then you know, as soon as I kind of got locked onto it, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Um, it, once you have it, it's a tremendous filter for looking at all the stuff you're doing. Because I mean, we all, when we start businesses, we're doing whatever it takes to get the thing going and make it viable. And, and you know, it, that's just the nature of the game. But for, for the business to grow and for your freedom in the business to grow, which is, I think that that's the elusive piece for most business owners is they oftentimes they can grow sales, but they don't have any idea how to grow freedom. And uh, to me, unique ability is the thing that unlocks the freedom because you now are really clear about where your boundary should be. And, and if you do it right, you stay inside your boundary and you go build a team of people and they all need to have different unique abilities than you, you know, so they compliment you. They, they can then take on all these other things, you know? I mean, the perfect example is like accounting. I'm 
my, my dad's a CPA. I grew up around that business and went to college thinking that maybe that was going to be my major. First accounting class, it was made really clear to me that that was not my path in life, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, but I have a CPA here and, and let me tell you, that's his unique ability. He's fabulous. And he's got a team that's fabulous at that. Um, and so I stay on my side of the line when it comes to that. Um, so it, it really gives you some clarity uh, around what you should be doing. And I love that move that you've made. So you've, you've gotten so clear that even though training is probably a pretty big part of your business, yeah. that, that's not a role that you should be playing in the business. Yeah. And it's scary too. Like going from something that you're great at and like I could do personal training sessions all day long and make enough money, but I wouldn't be like fulfilled. Like my unique ability fulfills me. It makes my soul happy. Like that's when I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm expressing my true purpose. And that is when I go a level above great. And that's, that's the, the unique ability zone. So, uh, but it's scary. It's, it's outside of my comfort zone. That's why so many entrepreneurs won't go there. They stick with good. They stick with great. They never go to that unique level because they have to, you know, it's like taking a cold shower and nobody likes that until your body, <laughs> until your body adjusts and then you're cool. So, uh, that's, that's something that I, I want to challenge entrepreneurs out there is be willing to get outside of that comfort zone a little bit and really get after what you're truly unique at and, and go for it. You know, I think the hardest part of making that transition is having trust. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have people around you that you trust, you're never going to make that shift and you're never going to get the freedom that can come from it. Um, I mean, for me, that, that, when I look at our clients, so we work with a lot of business owners who, um, you know, they're, they've been successful, but for some of them, they don't have any of that freedom. And I look at what they're doing. And even when they've got a team, it's like they hesitate to give stuff to the team. And the, like the first thing, the, the, like the alarm bell that goes off in my head is, well, wait, you need people around you. You can trust them. if you don't have them. Well, then that, that's a change that needs to get made, you know, because if you've got that trust, now you can, if, if you're clear about your unique ability, like you are, you know, I imagine now you've got other trainers that you're delegating that, that role to, and, and it's their unique ability to go in and actually do the training. Exactly. hundred percent, man. And so how do your clients feel about that? I mean, do they, <laughs> they think, well, oh no, Adam's paid for this. He should be here for every session. Oh my, Steve, you wouldn't believe <laughs> some of the emails I get. Well, we used to have this like anonymous reporting system and I shut it down <laughs> because people, it was like hurting my feelings too bad, man. Like people were like, I started promoting, uh, you know, doing Facebook lives and, and the podcast. Like I'm very, very passionate about that. And I was getting these anonymous messages of you need to quit playing around, you know, you need to quit screwing around on Facebook and get your butt back in the gym. And I was like, dang that's kind of mean. And so I, you know, when you help somebody change their life for the better, there's a bond there, but there's also like, there's a little bit of fear there that if you go away, that they're afraid that the weight's going to come back on. And anytime I change anything about my business, the brick and mortar gym, especially people freak out about it. And I change the schedule. I change the way we do membership. Uh, I change my schedule. People are like, oh, terrible idea. This is a bad idea. And like, 
I've got a team member that's been with me from the beginning and he has hated on every single idea that I've ever had. Uh, but then he eventually gets on board and is like, okay, yeah, okay, this is making sense. But they just get scared that they're supporting, that that safety net is going to be gone. And once they realize I'm still there and they can still plug into as much of my energy as they, as they need to, and I'm still going to do like special classes and workshops and things like that. Uh, but it's going to be, you know, it's just going to be a little bit different. And then they end up loving the people that I, that I put in my place. Like I train somebody in, they're great and that's their new hero and, and we're cool. So it, you just have to have thick skin because I've got hundreds of clients there at the gym. We've got 20 plus employees now. And anytime you make a shift and you, you know, we've been going since 2009. So we're in our 10th year doing the group fitness thing. Like anytime you make a shift as an entrepreneur, as a leader of a company, you know, people are going to complain and people are going to worry. Um, but uh, allow that that period of adjustment to take place and just survey the land. And you know, maybe every once in a while you have to revert back a little bit or make some compromises. But again, don't be afraid to go out. If like I feel it in my gut, Steve, every time, like right now, I'm I'm working this transition. Every time I let go of a class, or every time I, I wrap up a round of uh, training with with a one on one client, I, I admit, I'm gonna I know I'm gonna miss those people in that time slot for that day, but. When I get out of that emotion, I feel so much better. I'm like, okay, one step closer, unique ability. I, can, I just feel it. Like, I just feel it. And I know in my gut, that's the right thing to do every time I do that. So uh, listen to your gut and don't be afraid to take action on that. So what's your best advice for somebody who's listening to this and saying, God, I want to I begin making that transition. What advice would you give them to sort of begin down that road? I would say you got to look at sometimes we, well, not sometimes, every time when we set a big goal of doing a transition like this, it's like staring up at a mountaintop, whether it's a business transition or it is like, you know, losing a hundred pounds, losing 20 pounds. We look up at that, we get it, we get intimidated by that, that big giant goal and we're afraid to take action. All right. We get that, that paralysis takes place. So what I like to do is like, okay, I've got that, that giant goal out there, that, that transition, but I've been working on this for like over a year and I wasn't afraid to play the long game because I understand this is an important thing. I can't just pull the rug out from underneath all these people that are depending on me to keep them healthy. Right? So I was willing to line up my dominoes. We talked about this earlier where I said, all right, what's the first little tiny domino that I need to knock over and which class or which person do I need to train in? Which email do I need to send to communicate to that person? Hey, I'm looking at making a transition. Who do I need to meet with? Who do I need to talk with before I start worrying about everybody freaking out and, and all this other you know, accessory stuff? So what's that first domino that you need to push over? Because uh, I, don't, I don't know if you are well-schooled in, in dominoes or not, Steve, but one domino can knock over a domino twice its size. And then that one can knock over a domino twice its size. So what's the tiny one? that we have to flick over first to start that chain reaction and just to get the, get the, the, uh, the mojo going a little bit. And then, you know, we build confidence. That, okay. This is actually happening. This is actually working. So my challenge to somebody that's looking to make a big transition would be, all right, within the next 24 hours, we've got your big goal out there Within the next 24 hours. What's that first domino, that tiny step that you need to, to make to initiate momentum and then take action on it. I love that. You know, that, that idea has surfaced in so many of the interviews that we've had by people who are really, really successful. Um, and I want to highlight it. I, I want everybody listening to know that it keeps coming up. Um, I'll never forget, I, I interviewed, gosh, 
almost two years ago now, uh, Steve Sims, who um, is he's got the business uh, Blue Fishing, yeah. where they go and I mean, if you want to have your wedding at the Vatican, that's probably the only guy on the planet that you need to call to to make that happen, right? That's a pretty big thing, or you want to get some other crazy thing to happen. And and I asked him kind of the same question, like how when somebody brings you this crazy huge request and you say, yeah, I'm going to do that for you. How do you not get overwhelmed? And he said, oh, it's really simple. I have a telephone. And my first move on all of these things is I just pick up the phone and I make a call. Like right yep. away. That, that's <laughs> his one little tiny domino. And yep. I love that you brought that back up because I, I think that's, it's such a smart strategy. It's like, don't try and figure it all out. Just do something. Because when you do that one thing, you're going to learn from that what maybe the next thing should be. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. You have shared such great wisdom with us today. Um, and I know you do a tremendous job on both of your podcasts. Um, and congratulations on doing two. I know how much work it is. Um, <laughs> so uh, where, where's the best place for folks to go and, and get connected with you? Yeah. Uh, millionpoundmission.com. That's the hub. That's where you can connect to all my various adventures. And I love to communicate via Instagram, um, million pound mission on Instagram as well. And don't be afraid to reach out. I love to communicate and send me a direct message. Hit me up via email. I, re I respond myself uh, often in video format because I like that. Uh, so uh, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. Awesome. Adam, thanks for being on today. Uh, again, check out millionpoundmission.com. We'll link that up in the show notes. And uh, for everybody listening, stay unstoppable. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.